Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. Today, we are talking about the Bands of Mourning, chapters 21, 22, and 23, wherein they take a ride in an airship. They see uh, they, they they spot the party that Wax's uncle is moving in and they discover an ancient temple high in the frozen mountains where Milan gets crushed and stabbed and various other things happen to her. So I'm Data and with me is Jamie, Joe and Dak. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Revolution holds us bound. Come on. So yeah, three chapters and a broadsheet page. What did you guys think of these chapters? Yeah, I thought they were pretty good. It's definitely not uh, an area that I was kind of predicting that we would go. Yeah, sort of changed things a little bit for me, but I like I like Alec. I think he's a bit of fun. And, you know, lots of cool information about the pendants that he can use for, for a chemical ability. The whole thing about the, the Lord Ruler, was it their, their Sovereign? Is that what they were calling him? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Sovereign. The Sovereign, yeah. I was like, wow, yeah, actually completely forgot to consider any people that were outside, you know, basically Luthadel in the, the first book. It was like, well, if you weren't in that main area, that was it. <laughs> we didn't really consider you. But interesting to sort of think about people that were outside that area. I <laughs> was kind of grossed out by... Melan's surgery on Marisai, but I think we sort of saw that coming from from last week. But I'm glad Marisai is going to be okay. Telson, yeah, she's she's intense. I don't think I dislike her yet. I don't really know enough about her, but she's like kill, kill, kill. It's just weird how much she wants to grab the gun and and off we go. I actually really enjoyed Wayne's chapter this week. Just some of his comments and observations. I feel like he wasn't super out there with anything he said but just little comments like oh you know get wax named them and I like his guns and I can never keep them straight and what is Steris doing riding all the time and I just I thought that was enough to be humorous but not enough to be like oh Wayne this week so I I enjoyed his perspective a little bit more and yeah now inside this this temple of doom effectively <laughs> Yes, it's lucky they've got someone who's immortal that can go ahead and set off all the traps and stuff, but it sounds like a long night for Melan. Yeah, yeah, that that can't be fun. <laughs> I'm so worried about my outfits being ruined. You know what? You've got bigger problems today. It's fine. <laughs> we'll sort it out on the other side. And yeah, I, I it it's I agree with you. Like Telson is odd. It's I don't I don't feel like we're getting to know much more about her, even though we spend a little time kind of trying to. It's just, she's like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, and I can almost kind of understand it as, like, her first response when we were, like, in the ship and at the site last week, in, in the last chapters that we read, that were, she's like, yeah, I've got a shot. Like, let's go give me a gun. Boom. Okay, you kind of maybe got a bit of adrenaline going in that instance because, you know, you've just seen your brother for the first time in how long and there's a chance you're going to be free or something. 
I kind of get it there, but you've had a little bit of time to calm down a little bit now. Like, don't feel that your first reaction should be just to shoot everybody. So, mm. yeah, yeah. She's an odd one, all right. These chapters were okay. There's a lot of interesting little knowledge nuggets that we get, which is fun. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I buy the Lord Ruler somehow coming back and being able to help these peoples. So I think there must be some kind of confusion between who, who this actually is. Because as far as we know, again, as far as we know, no one's ever come back from being dead other than, well, no, nobody's come back from being dead. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like people, so let's say like, let's say like Kelsier, for example, we know he didn't move on, right? He stayed in the cognitive realm and then add, asked preservation if he could be bound there. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, whereas the Lord Ruler, you know, in secret history, we see him move on. So I just don't feel like I buy that, that that's that it was the Lord Ruler. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But uh, yeah, so I wasn't sure about, about that particular thing. I do like the airship stuff. It's really cool. Uh, I like the way they explain how it works. I'm definitely interested to learn more about this metal that blows up when you get it wet. Et metal, I think is what they call it. Something like that. So definitely interested to know more about that. And let's see, what else do we have? I guess we've got uh, these little bits of information. There is this real temple. Maybe the bands of mourning are there. I, I don't know. It, it It's all pointing that way. But as far as Telson's concerned, I mean, I feel like this is a classic evil villain overcompensation. I'm going to be so angry at my would-be captors that I'm just going to, like, overcompensate and be like, I got to kill him. I'll never go back. He will never take me back. You know, classic, classic overcompensation. So I feel like she is just really she's 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 doing the best. She's doing the biggest performance of her life. That's what's going on here. That's how I feel about it. Anyway. OK, the the lady doth protest too much, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it just, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hold water for me. But, uh, yeah, it's good chapters, though. I'm excited to see. We're like, I guess, a little over 75 percent of the way through. So at the end so excited to see how this little adventure winds up yeah it's interesting the the thing about the lord ruler because that would be that would be something new of course i guess it's i i I, it's also important to remember that uh, when this first came out like secret history was something that came out right after this so when people oh i gotcha they didn't have uh that to reference necessarily right so so i'm right yeah so it's 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 very uh it's it's very interesting the uh the the question of what exactly is going on there it's like somebody's back from the dead um i really like these chapters um the temple bit especially i'm just like oh we're actually getting into some proper indiana jonesing now and like I'm, I'm all about this that's something we haven't really plumbed in this particular series so far so mm. uh like that, that, that getting to the temple and all that sort of stuff. I'm just like, ooh, this is new. This is different. I'm enjoying this. Cool. Yeah. So like, that's all good. I enjoyed learning more about Alec when he was talking about like the Lord Ruler and everything. I'm just like, that doesn't sound right. Oh wait, is he talking about Marsh? Like, is Marsh down there posing yeah. as the Lord Ruler? It does mm. sound that way with the one spike, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, like, Marsh is still a known factor in these books, so, and people have mistaken him for the Lord Ruler before. 
like obviously Alex culture is very different to the one up at the top end of the planet. So it might not be a stretch to like, they don't have the whole death connotations that Marsh has up here. So it's like, Oh yeah, no, that's just, that's just sovereign. He's great. Doesn't, uh, doesn't he mention death though to him? He mentions iron eyes. That's, that was he? the thing that caught my attention is he mentions iron eyes to Alec and Alec nods or something. Oh, I don't remember that bit. I must've missed that. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess if yeah, that that might be my theory shot to pieces there, but that's all right. I agree with Joe. I think Telson is just she's acting overly traumatized by what by a captive's uh, experience, so that they are not suspecting her as being in on suits thing at all. I still think she's uh, she is the villain here, but yeah, like I, I'm enjoying this. I do have a, a hell of a prediction for the end, but I guess we'll. We'll say we'll save that for then. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed these. These are probably among some of my favorite chapters of the book so far. Okay, I had to look it up while we were talking, since uh, since you asked. Uh, he does not mention Iron Eyes. Nobody does to Alec, although they do. Marisai and Wax have a discussion where Iron Eyes comes up while they're in the ship, where I guess Alec could potentially overhear, but it doesn't, you know, mention any reaction from him. Oh, okay. I guess I imagined it. But yeah, so there's a. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm interested in uh, in Dax. Like I got a big prediction for the end, so we're gonna have to wait. Don't don't forget to make that prediction then, because I want to. Oh, I won't. Trust me. This <laughs> is bit, as soon as I got to the end of these chapters, I'm just like, a, oh my god, there it is. Oh, uh, okay. I bet I know. I, I I bet I figured out based on that statement, like what kind of prediction it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Indiana okay. Jones is actually in the temple. It's fine. <laughs> I I I never really thought about it as. So Indiana Jonesy until Jamie said Temple of Doom. And I'm like, yep. And so, yeah, Damien, ja- Jamie and Dak. Jamie and Dak. Yep. That's what the Wayne's names are. They're, they're right, right this, on the same page. They're going to find this other dude in like the, in the temple. And Wayne's going to yeah. cozy up to him. Like, That's a really nice hat you've got. And the guy's just like, back <laughs> off, buddy. Yeah. And he's like, you have chosen poorly. No, he's going to find a dead guy and like take his nice hat. Sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. You say Indy's gone? <laughs> in this world. Uh, I, I guess actually the Condra was Indiana Jones. We decided, right? So he's Indiana Jones blew up. No, he he was he was um uh, at the start of Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was like the other archaeologist that Indy found the temple impaled on the spikes. Oh yeah, I don't remember that guy's name, but yeah, uh, started with an F, but I can't remember the rest of it. Mm. Thor and Doctor Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bang Theory reference or whatever out there. Okay. I guess let's uh, let's get into these things. So first, we got the the broadsheet page, which tells us almost the entire story. It cuts off the beginning, which we'd already read, of the ghastly gondola. And so a couple interesting little things that pop out, at least to me in here, is we got this guy with his weird, like, ghost gun thing, which the picture shows. And the, our main character, Nikki Savage, is a, uh, a leecher. And it turns out that whatever weird glowy gun thing he's using her leecher power can affect it because she manages in the middle of the fight to reach out and grab it and it's uh, she says that it feels the same way it does when she's leeching metals away from somebody she's drawing power out and sending it off somewhere else but that does not permanently stop the gun so that's interesting and then they are they're in a fight over this map and dude's like just just give me the map leave me alone jeez it's just a map and she's like no this is my inheritance and I like the line, I don't care if it's the survivor's bathrobe, just give it to me. <laughs> Word. And she says, you're entirely disagreeable. And he goes, then you're starting to figure me out. 
And then she, she's like, dude, a little politeness and we could have avoided this whole thing. And he's like, I don't do polite or I'm sorry, politeness. That's not how I work as he like cuts the map and falls from the gondola. And then she comes back later and uh, tries to find where he fell and doesn't find the guy, but finds a white haired man who offers to tell her a story. So that got my attention. It's like, is that the sexy drifter? Yeah, I assume that that must be a Hoyd reference because he often has white hair and uh, he seems like a storytelling sort of fellow. But sure. Okay. Also, I have to point out that I love her cat's name is Pinecone Alamouser the third, which is just an adorable, silly name. But we got we got this guy who has stolen this map from her, which her father left her, had his secret compartment sewn in the back. Right. And he, he rips it. He, she says he got the better part of the map. If you go back to the beginning of the book, the map of New Saran, it is a map commissioned by his lord, Stefan Savage, which we established at the beginning. That's the father of Nikki Savage. So she's looking for a map that belonged to her dad. And a map that ripped when this guy was fighting her over it, which, if you look at the map at the beginning of the book, it is clearly a map that has ripped in the middle ah, at an angle. Too, yeah. So this appears to be the map from the story that that we read. Mm. And gotcha. based on handwriting and based on the fact that there's always the same guy annotating these maps in these books, we figure that Naz is the one who wrote on this map so probably he is the guy in this story who stole the map from her naz has ghost bullets so yes he has some sort of weird gun that makes uh, sense they hang out in the cognitive realm quite a bit there's another there's a couple other little little hints in the dialogue like he says shadows woman which is a thing that uh makes sense when uh he maybe even said it in secret history but uh, shadows is like a thing that makes sense when you know more about where he's from so yes this appears to be him and he's uh there's, so we've got a story about him taking this map from this lady, which clearly it belongs to her. I don't know how he's getting cast with a friendly bullet. Yeah, like that is the question, right? That that's that's a level of tech we haven't seen before. I mean, he well, I had we saw a it in gun. Secret history, didn't we see like uh, so he had a gun daggers in... or something? Well, no, Chris had the gun, didn't she? Okay, well, somebody had a gun. I don't think we saw them fire it though. So no, no, it never got fired. Because Kelsier didn't even recognize exactly what it was. Like, they pulled it on him, and he was like, they're holding some sort of thing, like a tube. It's a, tube. Yeah. It's a, it's a cognitive realm gun. So, yes, this is uh, this raises all sorts of interesting possibilities or questions about what is going on and uh, the things that he's doing around here. So, yeah, just uh, some fun stuff with this article. Uh, I think that may be one of my favorite broadsheets uh, of uh, this series. Uh, okay, into the chapters. So we got Wax still pushing the ship up, and he's realizing, oh, hey, those medallions are letting everyone else store their weight like I do, which we, we knew that already. And uh, I, the guy uh, who we will find out is named Alec. He's like, you're doing great, oh, divine one. And uh, Wax is like, I can't keep pushing much longer. And the guy says, you won't have to. And he asks for the primer cube, which Wayne has the little cube, the allomantic grenade, as they've been calling it. And so he takes it and, like, Sticks it on Wax's arm until it starts buzzing and then puts it into like a slot that apparently is for that. And it uh, starts keeping the ship up so that Wax doesn't have to, basically. And also there's a big fan that is apparently contributing to uh, their mobility, I guess, while you're in the air. You can let go, great being of metals. And he's like, no, reduce your weight. I mean, if it is aligned to your magnificent will, oh, metabolic one. So... 
he, he explains, he's like, we're supposed to use a different title each time, yeah? I, I love that. He's like, so just weird. keeps changing it up. It's so weird. And I love how it gets, like, very reverent and then quite sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's capable of, of both of those, and it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Please don't launch a coin directly into my skull. I'm not insolent, just stupid. <laughs> I feel like this is a problem you would run into, though. If you're really supposed to use a different one every time, then you're not going to be able to go very long without, like, starting to run out of uh, things to say. Yeah, I guess maybe they so rarely meet these pe- people like him that it's like, well, I don't really have an opportunity to say this many in a row. This is weird. Mm. I've prepared a number of them for, you know, handshake, meet and greet events, but not <laughs> sit in a ship for hours. <laughs> Quick, bring bring me the Royal Thesaurus. <laughs> We find out his name is Alec Neverfar. Great name. Great yeah. name. And let's see what else. Oh, so yeah, he he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he jumps down and gets Steris. And Steris has like got everything packed up, got the horses ready to go. She's like, she's ready. And then he's like, no, yeah, just just leave all that stuff. Grab uh, grab your packs and uh, let's get out of here. We found something better than horses. And apparently, this little ship is called Wilg. Because Alex's like, oh, seven people and supplies? This is above the weight that Wilg is supposed to carry. So he's like, so where are we going? And Wax says Ellendell, and the guy's like, uh-huh, and where's that? <laughs> Such a great line. He's like, uh-huh, 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 yeah, and uh, wait, what, what is an Ellendell? <laughs> <laughs> and as he tries to explain it, Telson's like, no, we, we have to talk. And then there's like a big boom. He's like, crap, they do have a cannon. They're going to shoot us out of the sky. And so Telson says that there's some sort of weapon up in the mountains our uncle's heading that way. He's going to get it. And we basically, we need to beat him. She doesn't know much. She's like, he gets angry if I ask him about his work. He wanted me for one of his projects originally, but my age makes that impossible. So I guess uh, she's no longer young enough for the Alamancy breeding project. If that's even what they're my- doing. I feel like that's the hint there, or like that's the implication. But yeah, uh, but I if mean, you're right and she's bad, then she might just be trying to draw Wax's attention away from that's something. that's what I was going to say, because that they I bet by now they think that's what he thinks. Like, mm. you know, they've gotten enough intel to know, oh, Waxillium thinks we're doing this. So they may not even be doing that at all. Yeah. They may be doing something completely different with the ladies that they captured. Uh, so who knows? Who we still haven't run into anywhere. And Wax doesn't ask if she knows about some other women, which I think is kind of like, oh. Yeah, he gets distracted. It's true. I just remember when we started this book, Jamie's like, I really hope that we find out finally what happened to these other women. So I've been on the lookout to be like, maybe they'll mention something. I'm starting to think that it's in a book that hasn't been released yet. Well, since there's only one more in the series, uh, yeah, if if, if it's not in this one, hopefully it's in that one. (laughs) I think the red flag in this conversation here was like, that's like, yeah, she's not being honest is she says he grows angry if I ask about his work. I'm like, okay, we've seen many conversations between Suit and Wax where they banter back and forth and Suit never gets angry. He gets Mm. obstructive. He gets, um, you know, he, he, he tries to misdirect and he will do all these things, but he never gets angry. So that's for her to say that. That's very out of character for him, so I think mm, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. In fact, the person that usually gets angry in their conversations is Wax. Yeah, it's pretty oh, much yeah. always Wax. Suit is always very calm, and he can be snarky, and he can be sarcastic, and he's got this, like, 
outward politeness that he's always trying. You know what he really reminds me of? I've been watching The Blacklist lately, and I don't know if you all have seen that, but like uh, the main character, Reddington, is very much like Suit. Interesting. Didn't occur to me until just now. You you see the main character of The Blacklist is James Spader? Yeah. He's the, the headline star of the show. I guess. it's. I thought the FBI agent was the main character. Well, spoiler, uh, in case anyone hasn't watched the, the most recent seasons of The Blacklist, uh, skip forward 10 seconds. Uh, she apparently dies in season like eight or nine, and they're still making more seasons. So. Oh, yeah, I had no idea. I didn't either, and I haven't actually gotten that far in my watch through, but I accidentally got spoiled on it when I read it somewhere. So. Dang. Yeah, well. Yeah, I hope that uh, none of you guys were going to uh, watch it and then be upset that you've now been spoiled on that. It, uh, But it, it's weird because it was a show that I started watching when it came out and I really, really enjoyed it. And then I watched like the first two seasons as they were airing. And then like just life happened. And when season three started airing, I wasn't watching. And then I got so far behind that I was like, oh, it'll take me forever to catch up now. And it was just I never watched again because I didn't want to I didn't have the time to dedicate to catch up. And so finally, when I was like, what do I want to watch now? I was like, I know. I'll go back to that finally. Uh, but yeah, I love it. Great show. Great show. Yes, Tilson convinces Wax that there's a weapon, or her, their uncle thinks there's a weapon up there, and if he gets it, then it's bad for everyone. He'll be able to dominate the basin. And Wax is like, well, we'll go tell the governor in Ellendale. And Tilson's like, no, no, what if that takes too long? Do you know what it is? And Wax is like, yeah. Looking at the medallion, like, yeah, so Ferrochemi or Alamancy, an Alamancy that anyone can use. The Lord Ruler's own power, Waxillium, the bands of mourning. If we could get them and use them before him, then he has to travel on foot on a treacherous mountain trail. We can just fly. And so finally he's like, okay, let's check on Marisai and then we'll decide. Because, right, Marisai got shot, so if she's dying, then maybe we take her to help. I think so. And we get some introspection by Marisai about God, basically. And finally, a little bit of information about, like, how the survivorists see, like, what they believe and how they see Harmony, basically. Because I feel like that's been a question from the beginning. Like, you guys know that Harmony is real, right? So how can you worship the survivor? So apparently, yeah, they believe Harmony's out there, that he's, like, this benevolent deity. But they believe he's, like, more of a force, He's just as happy to help a, a beetle as to help a person. So if you really want something done, you pray to the survivor. So that's an interesting. I guess they, they feel like the survivor cares about humanity more. Which to be fair, it's... might be true. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'd say he cares about humanity more, but they're definitely bang on that he's more likely to act. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. He did spark a revolution. Well, and Says has kind of told us that he can't do much because of like the op- the opposing powers he holds. Yeah. And so Malon is doing sort of surgery, I guess, uh, helping fix Marisai up. And I love the moment where Marisai's like, I'm going to die, aren't I? And Malon's, yep. Says, yep, nothing I can do about it. And then she explains, <laughs> Malon explains to Wax, like, oh, yeah, so there was a hole in the intestines. Sewed that up with some cat gut I made from some spare intestines I had brewing. And then uh, patched it up with uh, some of my own flesh, which she took a bite of Marisai, replicated her skin and then attached that so that her body wouldn't reject it. Yeah. Sounds pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, but ew. Yeah. Well, that seems yeah. to be Marisai. She's like, you ate part of me. Yeah. It's almost worse than being shot. <laughs> like emotionally, not obviously that she's going to live, you know, it's right. It's helped, but uh, <laughs> like, 
you didn't don't develop a taste for me or anything. Like this is not good. <laughs> uh, another gross part it's, it's is like ten years later, their remedy gets <laughs> adventure, and the largest guy was like, "Yeah, you tasted great, by the way." Uh. <laughs> She's like, "No, no, no, you're not nearly rancid enough for my yeah. taste." She said before the human meat is not very good. So yeah, but Maybe I can never see Malon doing it to fuck with her. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, apparently she also like kind of sucked up all the gross goop in there and she like dumps it out over the side. She's like, you owe me. This is nasty. <laughs> Everything about this is both brilliant and gross. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, she's got her little the doctor's advice, like just they're finishing. She's like, OK, it's going to get itchy, but don't scratch it. Let me know if it starts to go, go necrotic. And I was like, well, yeah, that would be a good thing to mention, probably. Yeah. She's like, but you said I was going to die. It's like, well, I mean, of course you're going to die. You're mortal. I can't turn you into a conjurer. Just like, oh, you thought I meant today. <laughs> uh, see, I was expecting every time like that sort of thing happens, there's always the joke. It's like, oh, I didn't mean today. And they did it intentionally. The fact that she just didn't even think about it and took it literally. And then she's like, <laughs> oh, shit, did you mean today? Oh, god damn. Like, that is what made this so hilarious. I guess <laughs> after living for hundreds of years. You're like, well, your your puny human lifespan is <laughs> dropping right. the ocean to me. It's like, yeah, you're gonna die yep. soon. You know, it might still be eighty years away, but you're gonna die soon. Oh man. And so yeah, she's she's embarrassed and like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna die today. That's good. Well, probably not today. I mean, the day's not over yet, but not because of my gunshot wound. Right. Yeah. So really, all in all, that's uh. It, Pretty quick resolution to uh, the gut shot that she got, and she's up and around and feeling better. So that's uh, pretty nice to have uh, the Chondra around. There is anything, anything they can't do, right? And so Wax gets Marisai to go up and talk to the guy. Like you, you guys seem to have bonded or something. I mean, you let him <laughs> out of the cage. So, and here's where she mentions Iron Eyes. It's like uh, because they're talking about the spike, Ray Lures spike, and sh- and Wax like they degrade if they're out of the body, right? She's like, how do you know about that? And he says, oh, the book Iron Eyes gave me. And Melon says, oh, right, that. The Lord Mistborn was wrong to create that. And he said, well, I read it, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so there, uh, I like Marissa is like, I mean, we didn't really come here for the spike or your sister, did we? And he's like, no, I came here to stop suit. So we're going after the weapon, basically. We don't want him to be a full Mistborn and a full ferrochemist, like Miles, but worse. And so, yeah, he's like, go talk to, to Alec and see what he knows. And so Alec, he's kind of interesting because, like, remember when when she first saw his outfit, she was like, I expected him to like be wearing like a loincloth or something like this barbarian look. And Alec is like, man, I assume that everybody up here in the land of the sovereign was a barbarian. But then you let me out and you had one of them with you, a grand metal born of the precious arts. And like, Marisha is like, well, I don't feel like a barbarian. But he says there were 15 masks on the wall, but nearly 100 in the crew of Brunstel, the big ship, I guess. Do you know where they are? And she's like, maybe. And then shows him the notebook that they found. And it's got some information about the ship, right? And he's like, they couldn't even communicate with us. How did they get all this? And then <laughs> she remembers, you know, the torture chamber. And she's like, well, torture is a powerful motivator for overcoming barriers. And so uh, he says, you think that they've the evil men brought my crewmates to find the sovereign's temple. She's like, I mean, yeah, that's the kind of thing they do bring people to like lead the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Evil people. Sure. <laughs> and so Alex like, okay, well I'm going after them. I mean, I'll drop you somewhere if you want, but because I don't want to piss off that one over there. <laughs> <Wax>. <laughs> uh, 
But I gotta find him. Smart guy. <laughs> then Wax's like, so who's the sovereign? And he's like, well, surely he was not as great as you, remarkable one. And then he turns to Mercy, he's like, he's staring at me, isn't he? <laughs> the sovereign was our king from three centuries ago. He told us he was your king first and your god. And Wax is like, the Lord ruler, but he died. And Alex's like, yeah, he told us about that. So 300 years ago, 330, exactly. And so he's like, so that's after Harmony Ascended. So this would have been after the world got remade. Are you sure about those dates? Of course I'm sure. But if you wish me to revise my beliefs in order to, he's like, no, no, just stop sucking up. Jeez. The Sovereign came 10 years after the Ice Death. Silly name, but you got to call it something. And so 300 years ago, or over 300 years, the world was remade. And Wax is like, yeah, the, cat- the Catacondra. Harmony saved the world. And Alex like, he froze it. The land was soft and warm, and now it's harsh and broken and frozen. And so here's the part where Marissa is like, oh, don't you get it? Like, in the Final Empire times, no one went to the south of the planet because the ocean supposedly boiled if you got too close to the equator because the planet was too close to the sun, as we recall. And so the people who lived down south did not have the ash mounts to fill up the sky with ash and prevent the blazing hot sun from burning them all to death. So instead, they apparently adapted Waxillium concludes they became something able to live in the super hot climate then when harmony fixed everything suddenly it was not super hot anymore it was for them way too cold and so he has a medallion that stores heat in the ferrochemical sense and we find out that the, back in the day we knew that terrace the terrace or land was originally up in the snowy mountains so apparently that was a thing that they did. They stored up heat so they could go up into the freezing cold mountains and survive where no one else could, which that makes sense. And so, according to Alec, the Sovereign came 10 years after everything froze and taught them how to do this ferrochemy thing. Taught us that Metalborn were pieces of God, gave us devices, and started the Fire Mothers and Fire Fathers who lived to fill these medallions so the rest of us can leave our homes. And so Marisai is like, so it was the Lord Ruler seeking redemption for what he did up here by saving the people down there. Wax is like, no, no, he was dead. The records, and she's like, now nah, the records have been wrong before. It had to be him. I mean, the bands, right? Like, who else could have created the bands? Who could create the bands of mourning? And he calls him, oh, blasphemous one, when Wax starts talking about stuff <laughs> that apparently you're not supposed to, it's holy word you're not supposed to say. Love it. Yeah. But they cannot create the ones like grant all the powers as he goes on to explain. Basically, generally, the most you get is two. So you've got a ring of nigrosil on these medallions that gives you the ability to use investiture. So that's important. That's the thing that allows you to do any of the other things is you have to be able to access investiture. And so other than that, all of them that you use on the ship seem to allow for the storing of weight. Because I guess you kind of need that if you're going to fly in one of these ships. You need to be able to store your weight. So all of the medallions have the investiture and all of these have the weight one. But the maximum you can have in addition to the basic investiture is two. And he's like, I've seen like three before, but no one's ever been able to get up to four. So he has to choose between weight and connection, which allows him the connection allows him to talk to them or weight and heat which allows him to not feel like he's freezing to death. So that's a tough call. And Wax is like, well, why don't you just strap a bunch of them on? 
And this is when he gets all sarcastic. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, great wise one. You're obviously very knowledgeable and know things none of us would ever think to try. <laughs> and Wax is just like, shut up. So it doesn't work. And he's like, no, they interfere with each other. And so uh, Wax is like, Wax figures out that they also came up here looking for the bands of mourning. The the set of bracers that allows you to have all the powers. And Alec is kind of like, oh, crap, he figured it out. When the Sovereign left us, he took the bands with him, along with his priests, although some of those eventually came back to tell us about this great journey. He had them build a temple in a hidden range of mountains and left the priests there with the bands to protect them until he returned. And that was dumb, yeah, because we really could use those to fight the deniers of masks. <laughs> so apparently there's a group called the deniers of masks, whatever. He makes it clear that not you, you're just barbarians. They're really dangerous. And Wayne's like, hey, we knocked your big ship out of the sky. And Alex's like, no, you didn't. We, like, hit a big storm. That's the danger of having these super light ships is that storms can knock you around. You guys don't have weapons that could hurt us. Or at least not that much, basically. <laughs> yeah, we totally took down your big ship. <laughs> no, we crashed, dude. <laughs> like, he says we crashed into this poor village and the barbarians there were really nice at first. But then the others <laughs> came. And so they're trying to find the bands. And Wax is like, but you told us that he left the bands there for himself. And Alex is like, well, yeah, but everyone interprets that as a challenge, like a test that he set, right? He, he, he loved those. Why would he tell the priests about them if he didn't want us to come and claim them? And so there's another group called the Hunters, and they sent a big quest to find the temple. They succeeded, but uh, just only a skimmer came back with a map. The rest of them froze to death. And so Marisa is like, so we're going to go after the temple, right? And Wax is like, damn right. So yeah, we got... A lot of a lot of, uh, as you say, knowledge nuggets about uh, where Alec is from and how these medallions work. Mm, delicious knowledge. <laughs> I'll take a ten piece knowledge nuggets and a side of information fries. Alamancy juice. Um, memory memory <laughs> juice. Yeah, sure. Yeah, copper copper fries. Apparently, the ship does not move real fast, but. Uh, the getting to go in a straight line is still an advantage in being able to travel. So, you know, makes up for it. Wayne gave Marisai something to help with the pain, but he wouldn't say what it was, which, okay, I think you should probably worry about that. You're going to be tripping balls or something in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> hardcore, nar hardcore nar narcotics. Give her some Molly. <laughs> water, ordinary water mixed with a few drops of LSD. <laughs> my hands are so huge they can touch anything but themselves oh wait <laughs> and so he, he's telling her all about where he's from and how the lord ruler the sovereign left behind the stuff for them and how everyone there wears masks but not everybody wears them the same way some of them change somewhat frequently but other ones like change only once the hunters supposedly grow into their masks somehow, which, geez, that sounds hardcore. Ugh. And then there's a group that used to be the kings before the world froze, and they've been cast down basically because they offended the Jägermeier, which is why everything went wrong. And so apparently the Jägermeier is, I guess, their god, their, their pantheon or whatever of gods or something uh, from back in the day. There's Hare and his sister Fru who's also his wife, she makes things stop. He makes them go, but neither can make life on their own. And she's like, oh, that's, you got the same stories. That's ruin and preservation. They're harmony now. 
And he's like, yeah, you don't, I'm sorry, you don't know what you're talking about. They were always one, but always apart. Very, very complex. You wouldn't understand. And uh, so he is a, a a skimmer pilot, which I guess that worked out since they're in a skimmer that he needs to pilot for them. But he, he feels like being able to speak different languages comes in handy in that job. So uh, he can wear other medallions, basically. And he gets very angry when she compares him to like a normal uh, a low shipman, as he calls them, swabs decks and ties ropes and does that sort of thing. You got to be a, you got to be a, a lady or gentleman to work in the air. We throw people overboard for not knowing the proper dance moves. <laughs> yeah, dancing. It's very important. Okay, and so then they start talking about the special stone that fuels the ship. He doesn't have enough of it to get back to his own land in this little ship. The et metal is what supports it. So yeah, this uh, this stone that explodes when it gets wet is called et metal. And that's what they use for fuel, apparently, in these flying ships. And like, she's like, what kind of metal explodes if you put it in water? He's like, that kind. Et, et metal. I just said it. Yeah. Am I talking I to myself here? Are you listening at all? Jeez. And there's an interesting discussion about, like, she's like, you know, we're going to find your friends. We're going to send you all back home. And he's like, really? You think your people are just going to let us fly away in our uh, our ship that uh, they have no technology or anything like? And then uh, she tries to reason. He's like, no, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. And he's like, then... The opposite is true, whereas it's like, I mean, the people where I'm from might be real tempted by you guys up here that, uh, you know, you have no defense against attack from above. And she's like, uh-huh, okay, we'll see. Then we need allies, so we need to be friends. And then the Bands of Mourning comes up, and he's like, okay, so what happens if we find those? They're ours. I don't think your metal-born lord over there is going to let them slip away from him. Which more and more we see, like, I mean, Jamie brought it up last time. It's like he has this real serious respect for wax and uh either doesn't know that marisai is also a metal born or doesn't care as much like he's, he's not as impressed with her maybe because she yeah. can't like shoot a coin through his head yeah wayne makes a similar point in his own head later and yeah. i wonder if yeah like they hold steel pushing or lurching in high regard I and mean, i guess the steel pushing is what flies the ships basically so maybe that's uh, a real special one and Mary says, like, I mean, we also have a claim on uh, on the bands. He was our ruler first. And Alex, like, well, yeah, ruler you killed, but let's not fight about it. <laughs> Could have just taken him out of his body when he was lying on the floor there, but you didn't. So you, you had your chance. Although, as we established, we talked about before, they did. I, technically, Vin rips them off and shoots them out the window to kill him in the first place, right? Yeah, so, sure. But then later, they find them and they melt them down. So they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Didn't do a very good job of that, apparently. Anyway. And so apparently that hunter ship came up here with big old et metal bombs that were supposed to blow up the temple. Apparently they did not succeed. Although uh, Wax has some other ideas about that later. And then Marissa is like, oh, man, like she has him switch back to the, the heat one because he's freezing. And so she's like, oh, why didn't I think of this? And so she tries to use the language one. And it doesn't work. And the guy has to explain to her. He's like, no, it stores connection. So when you tap the connection, you have to connect to something. It connects to the place where you are and makes your soul think you were raised in this place instead. And so your language changes. Mm, That sounds familiar. Yeah. Making your soul think that its past was different Mm. than. uh, Yeah, we've seen Mm. something like Mm. that before. Interesting. Oh, wait, no, the other thing. Tedious. 
<laughs> I like they even explain why he has an accent despite the, the connection. And so Marissa is like, man, that's weird. But Wax is over here like, no, yeah, that makes complete sense. They spot down below them a bunch of light. And it's like, oh, it must be like a village. And Wax is like, no, no, this area is uninhabited. That's suit in his expedition. Wake the others. And we get Wayne's perspective where he was upset because he was uh, having a great dream where he was the king of the dogs. With a crown shaped <laughs> like a bowl and everything. It's got to have a fancy hat. Exactly, yeah. Wayne can't not have Sure. But also, like, if it's shaped like a bowl, does that mean he keeps his snacks in there? <laughs> Maybe. And so it's like, uh, Wax is like, man, I bet that they left on their expedition and pushed towards it as soon as they found out what happened. Like, because they know we're coming. And Telson's like, ah, I want that gun. I'm going to shoot him. And Wax is like, you're not going to make a shot like that from here. I don't even know if I can. And she's like, I want him dead. And uh, then as they're kind of all leaning out, looking down at the party and they're trying to come back in, they get tangled up and Wayne accidentally kicks one of the packs out right on top of uh, uh, hits one of the guys down there in the head. And Telson's like, what did you do? And Wayne's, Wayne's like, I'm so. Uh, and I like Mary says, she's like, what did Wayne do now? <laughs> <laughs> well, Not you know, thing, wax woke me up too things. soon and put me off balance. Things happen, man. Wax. Yeah. Wayne just... Not things fall out of airships. Yeah, things fall out of airships around Wax. You know this. <laughs> Wayne, this is the first remember. time we've ever been in an airship. Don't tell me how to think. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, anything I do wrong is because of Wax, because he's the one who brought me. You literally don't wait. Yeah, anything I do, you can trace back to Wax, because he found me. And he gave me, he let me walk his horse around. That was True. the thing that happened. So he's like, okay. And here's where Wayne, like, sees and stares in his note, her notebook and is like, she's taking notes? What's wrong with that woman? He just has to be mean to Steris, even in his own head. And so Wax is like, okay, get us out of here. And then they very quickly make their way up to and spot the temple, which means that they're probably not very far ahead of these guys. And they bring the ship in for landing. It's not the smoothest landing ever, but... He's like, well, landing is difficult. And Mary says, like, I mean, technically, it's probably the easiest thing as long as you're not picky. <laughs> oh, does Marisai say that? I thought Melon says it. No, that's Marisai. <laughs> and then they go out into the snow, some very deep snow. And Wayne's like, man, why does snow crunch? It's made of water, not cereal flakes. It's just the weirdest <laughs> random observation. It's, it's like, of all the things he could compare to, cereal? <laughs> What has he done to wax going, his pants? Wayne, you have a point. Why is it crunching? <laughs> <laughs> Big blocks of ice, you idiot. And there's a moment where Marisai's like almost blown away because she forgot to stop filling the weight metal mind. And he's like, yeah, rookie mistake. <laughs> and then Wax has everybody get back and he like buries the ship in the snow. And Wayne's like, yeah, good, nice. So I guess they don't they don't want suits people to find it. And here's where Wayne walks up to the guy and he's like, you know, I'm an Alamancer too. I mean, you seem to have like this whole religious uh, thing with them and all. So I, I just want you to know, in case you want somebody to worship, I'm here. Got speed bubbles, you know, you can give me one of those fancy titles, handsome one, smart one, guy with a great hat. And the guy says nothing. And Wayne's <laughs> like, this is not fair. Wax doesn't want you to worship him, but you got to worship someone. So why not me? And Marisai's finally like, he can't understand you. He's warming himself. 
<laughs> I just want to know what's going through Alex's head. He's like, man, this guy just won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's probably exactly <laughs> what's going through his head. He's just like, why is he spouting chipper shit me? He knows I can't understand him, right? <laughs> why does he keep flapping his arms and pointing at his hat? Yeah, what does that matter? Wayne, Wayne says, well, when he gets his brain back, someone tell him I'm a god, all right? And Wax <laughs> has apparently been listening. Cause he's like, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> and they find the ship that the hunters sent. And he's like, oh, so this ship was sent to destroy the place. Looks like they didn't succeed. That's good for us. And Marisai comments, your, or Wayne comments, rather. It's like, your sister is kind of, and Marisai says, severe. And Wayne says, I was going to say bonkers. Though I'm not <laughs> sure yet if it's the good kind or the bad kind of bonkers. And Wax is like, no, it'll fine. It's, it'll, it's, it'll be fine. She's been through a lot. We'll get her some doctors. She'll, she'll get better. And Wayne's like, well, I mean, if she gets better, she won't fit in with us anymore. But which isn't that true. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, he's got a point there. As long as she's not evil, she might be useful. Yeah. But I I think my favorite bit of Wayne perspective is his opinion on statues, where they see a big statue. <laughs> and he's like, this is a weird place for a statue. But I guess actually the statues back in Ellendale, a million birds are always crapping on them. So maybe this is the best place to keep your statue. If you want to keep your statue clean, the middle <laughs> of nowhere is the place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> You want a clean statue? I, I got just the place. <laughs> I can't argue with his logic here. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, he's got a point. It made sense for the first time, Wayne. How do you know it's good? A good place for a statue? It ain't got shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you know it's a statue of a king. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So it is. The statue is has a spike in one eye, just like the coin that wax got from hoyd so and wax is like i mean if this was built by the lord ruler why'd he put us make a statue of himself with one spike in his eye and he's got a spear a spear with like the the head touching the ground and wax says it must be aluminum because i don't see any alimantic lines that's expensive and marisai says the lord ruler was run through with three spears by the lord misborn's testimony one stabbed by a beggar for the poverty one by a worker for the slavery the last by a prince for the lords he corrupted, but spears didn't hurt him, which is not at all accurate, no. but uh, is the kind of mythological yeah. thing that has happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more impressive than just some random dudes just stabbed him as he walked past. Uh, I actually, <laughs> after reading this this time, I was like, I got to remind myself what actually happened. So in the fight where he kills Kelsier, one of the, the soldiers they recruited, uh, so originally a ska, I guess, or I mean, he was a ska still, but originally like a ska worker that they've recruited who is now one of the soldiers that they've trained. He runs up, stabs the Lord Ruler with a spear. The Lord Ruler pays absolutely no attention. He gets another, same guy gets another spear from one of his friends, stabs the Lord Ruler again, and then the Lord Ruler, like, tosses him back, and the Inquisitors chop him up. And then the Lord Ruler takes one of those spears out of his own body after he smacks the shit out of Kelsier and stabs Kelsier with it. Oh, so Spook couldn't even get the number right. Apparently not. Fucking Spook. <laughs> Dude, he's the fucking worst, let me tell you. <laughs> and then Wayne is like, so, huh, he's thinking, like, aluminum, huh? Well, that's probably worth a lot of money. And uh, he, he's, he he says to Milan, like, I've been thinking. So, like, uh, the place is abandoned, right? So none of the stuff belongs to anyone. Milan's like, well, I'm, I mean, a lot of people would probably claim it, but ownership is going to be tough to prove. And Wayne goes, so, and she says, so I'd say don't touch anything anyway. Oh, okay. And so he goes up and uh, he he notices that it's only the spearhead that's metal, not the shaft. The shaft is made of wood. So 
despite what Wax just said, but he's like, pokes the spearhead with his toe, kick hits it with his heel, then he hits it with a rock, and finally he twists it a few times to get it loose. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it was practically hanging free. I mean, you know, Sophie Tarsali inventor, she needs more money. So here we go. Oh, Wayne, this guy. Mm. And so um, Wax is like, okay, so we found the place for certain, as if the statue was not enough evidence. But they find the actual, like, image, the mural that Ray Lure had copied uh, with the picture of the bands. So they're like, okay, this is where he went, clearly. And meanwhile, Alec is finds a pattern on the wall, and he shoves the little box in there, the little alimantic grenade, as they uh, are still calling it. And it, like, turns some lights on. Like, the, the wall starts glowing in places. And Wayne's like, there's no bulbs or anything rational like that. Just bits are glowing. And it turns out that uh, that is enough light to show them some bodies laying in pools of frozen blood. And Wayne's like, they really went far to give this place a creepy look. And I was like, yeah, I don't think the bodies are part of the decor. But And then he spots what Wayne has stolen. He's like, Wayne, what the hell is that? And Wayne's like, wait, it fell off. I didn't even look at it, Wax. I mean, it must have been loosened by the wind. <laughs> it's just so uh, I don't know what you want me to do here, Wax. I mean, I'm just laying on the ground. I didn't even try to hide it. It's been here for like 300 years, but obviously it just like fell right as we were walking by. It's not my fault. Wax like, don't touch anything else. And Maylon gives him a look. And he's like, you shut up. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't say a word, Wayne. He's like, you implied one, and that's worse. Uh, implied words are the worst. It's true. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, Alec talks about like oh I've, I've been to hell these mountains rise all the way there and Sarah's like wait so you think hell's in the sky he's like yeah where it gets cold obviously I mean and he's so, got a point yeah I mean from his perspective yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah although uh, despite what he says about you digging down and it gets warm uh, underground tends to be pretty cool in my experience yeah but anyways the masks are masks of hunters who uh came in here and apparently got killed. And Wax is like, but I thought you said that the hunters came to destroy this place. And Wax just makes some incredible logical leaps here. And he's like, ah, oh, this, it all fits the evidence. But basically he decides that either they lied about coming to destroy the place in the first place, or they changed their minds once they got here and found that, you know, the bands were probably actually here. So he thinks that some of them betrayed the rest, killed them, and then, most of the betrayers died in the traps and the ones that were left returned home. And so he's like, so the ones that went back, did they vanish? And Alex's like, yeah, actually we were told that they went back to like their families or whatever, but we never saw them again. So he's like, yeah, see they, the hunters figured out that they murdered the rest of the crew. So they executed them. I mean, it all makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like he said, it fits the evidence, but it just, He's gone real deep into this, like, uh, spinning this theory. Yeah. He, he's even like, I bet that they were trying to gather another crew to come back and try again. And the superiors caught them first and they got executed. And Alex's like, how how did you do that? And Wayne's like, yeah, he does that all the time. Don't encourage him. <laughs> so he wants Steris and Telson to stay out here. And Telson's like, no. See, she's the one that he thought Steris was going to be earlier when he was like, you got to stay here. And then he assumes that she's going to argue about it. But Steris is just like, no, that makes perfect sense. Telson's the one who's like, no, I'm coming with you. I don't care what you say. It's like, we just worked through this with one of you. Why do we have to do this again? 
Meanwhile, Steris is like, I'll hang out here and watch, uh, you know, watch our backs. Yeah. Sister's the worst, am I right? And so Wax tells Wayne, keep an eye on Steris. And then Marisai, you keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't steal <laughs> any more shit, probably. Basically. Yeah. Alec is like, no, no. I mean, I, I know that I'm just the only pilot and everything, but you're going to go in there? Do you not see the corpses? <laughs> and Wax is like, no, it's fine. Mail on? And she says, yeah, on it. And Alec uh, doesn't, I mean, he saw Malon do like the, the transparent thing earlier because he freaked out about it. We saw that for a moment, but he doesn't quite understand uh, what's actually going on here. Malon just steps forward, hits a pressure plate and a spear launches out of a hole in the wall right through her, uh, her torso. And she's like, man, this is going to ruin my wardrobe. And uh, Alec is once again, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> And Wax's traps are less threatening when you have an immortal with you. <laughs> I mean, one's like, unless they have explosives, like, don't, don't mess around. <laughs> don't Alec, lose a spark. Alec must really be thinking, who the hell are these people? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are these people? But she's mostly annoyed about the clothing. And Wayne's like, you could take it off. And she thinks for a second, she's like, yeah, okay. And Wax's like, no, 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 <laughs> just. I'll buy you new clothes, okay? Just we, we don't want Alec to fall over dead. And Alec's like, I, actually, I don't think I'd mind. <laughs> Wayne says, good man, knew I liked you. <laughs> and Wax's like, shut up, both of you. Wayne, go guard. Alec, you come with me in case there's something in your language. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, she keeps going forward, and there's a big, large spiked log that swings out and crushes her against a wall. And we end with Wayne being like, you know what? She's she might be even better at the Blackwatch double stomp than I am. <laughs> so I guess this maybe this is the new Blackwatch double stomp since he, <laughs> they, they didn't actually have a, a description of that yet. I find it interesting here that, you know, we're going into all this like Alec is just like, what the fuck is all this? Not once do we see Telson just goes like, you guys have a faceless immortal with you. What the shit? That's a really interesting point, actually. I guess May there could have been a conversation while we weren't paying attention. She could have even heard what Melon was doing on the ship when she's helping Marisai, because it's not that big a ship. But, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, like, to, as far as we know, she's never once addressed it. It's like, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, come on. She's secret bad guy. Come on. Oh, yeah. Like, Sue's already told us, like, yeah, apparently they have Candace hanging out with them now. <laughs> And she's just like, oh, okay. It's, I mean, yeah, forget your long-lost brother suddenly showing up. A, a faceless immortal should be the real surprise here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they have Kandra now? They have Kandra now. <laughs> okay. Well, that is the end of our chapters. Let us do some predicaments. What is going on? What's going to happen? Are they going to find the bands this morning in the ancient temple? Will there be explosions along the way to stop Malon? Okay, so let's start with will they find the bands of morning? I'm going to say yes, I think. Yes. Okay. Will there be explosions? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with I'm going to I'm going to try my hand at some real wild theories today because I'm not I'm not good with the wild ones really, but let's see how we go. So Telfin I, I put forward that yes, she's secret bad guy. We've already we've already done that. But what if she's also secret Kandra? Wow. That would so be she, whoa. I mean, really okay. messed up for wax again. <laughs> the first place my head goes to is but secret Kandra is a book two thing. 
<laughs> yeah, you're, you're not allowed to have them in book threes. <laughs> That's possible. Maybe it's a second last book of the series thing. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. Okay. But perhaps why she's not surprised or disgusted by any of the Kandra activity. And, yeah, maybe tell them she was kidnapped and and killed, but then eaten and reformed as a Kandra. So thinking maybe that's a thing that could could be there. It would be a really great way to plant someone in Wax's crew and sort of have control over them. So I think that, that I, I like that idea. My other fairly wild one. Okay, so who is the Sovereign? I feel like there's too many hints in here that are like, oh, no, it's, yeah, the Lord Ruler, he was your king before. Eh, okay, but we did see the Lord Ruler move on. And and he was very much like, you know what, I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to go back to this thing. I gave it my go. You guys all mm-hmm. saw yourself out. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm finished with you. So I can't imagine the Lord Ruler being like, yeah, 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 I'm going to come back here. The Band of Mourning were supposedly melted down after the Lord Ruler was killed to use the Adium or to get the Adium out or something to, to use that. And we, I think we talked about earlier in the book that what if they weren't melted down and what if they were put into other objects or something? Okay, what if they weren't put into other objects or even if they were, it doesn't matter. But who would be likely to have them when maybe they should have been destroyed? What if Spook is our sovereign? Oh. Ooh. So he was their king before... He was there, mm-hmm. like he was the king before they were his king. They mm-hmm. speak a different language. <laughs> and... uh, yep. <laughs> oh, no. Sure, it's not High Imperial, though. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe it's High Imperial evolved. It's got to be a fancy version of High Imperial because they've, <laughs> you know, now they're kicking people oh. out of airships because they don't know dancers, right? Oh, <laughs> no. Like thing to do. Okay. I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> But Spook also wrote the, this book about hemallergy, and he also was spiked when he was up with the citizen in Urtau, and he so he would have some knowledge of hemallergy. He would probably <laughs> wouldn't strike me as odd if he decided to leave being the the high Miss, Lord High Mistborn and try to put a spike in his own eye to give himself some hemological abilities. Maybe he was trying to figure this out the whole time. I don't really know. Oh, I just had another thought that popped into my head and I don't like that either, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. So because Spooks then got all of this knowledge as well, he's only, if he's left, he maybe doesn't know that there are other metals to have other alimentic abilities so mm. Wax's ability is so highly revered because they don't know about these time bubbles and stuff like that because they're kind of stuck with the knowledge of 300 years ago rather than having advanced any further. Then my other thought that just popped into my head, hang on, where did I get all that? Okay, so that's, that's my thought about Spook. What if Spook uncovered an ability, which he may have done, but it could extend his life. What if Spook is Wax's uncle? Ooh. Oh. That would certainly be weird. He's collecting weird. his own descendants in the first book. That's very meta. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I don't they know did why say, he would do that necessarily. I mean, we know he extended his life a bit because he ruled for 100 years, so. Yeah. Mm. He could have just pulled a vanishing act. Yeah. yeah, but also he wrote yeah. that 
you know, the Lord Ruler was spiked by three people and who knows what he really mm. did. Anyway, they're True. just my kind of wild thoughts today. Can't trust that spook guy. Who knows what actually happened? Wild well, thoughts. Something he would do. Yeah. But really, Lord Mistborn. Oh, my other thought was because the, the conventicle of Saran, it was Saran, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I was I was getting kind of those sorts of vibes, but then they put light in there now. It was all dark and gloomy, and maybe he's trying to, I don't know, reform the conventicle. If the world got reformed, maybe it could still be the conventicle of Saran, but it's somewhere else. Oh. Up in the mountains. And then they stuck a statue up there. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like you were going to hide the bands of mourning, perhaps in a place that's hemology heavy might be a place to do it. Yeah. If you were so inclined to put all that together. That makes a lot of sense. I really like that. And we're we're not too terribly far from New Saran, so you got a whole yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got today. Enjoy that. <laughs> I like this. We've got. I think this is the that's the third theory so far about uh, you know who the sovereign might be because obviously you got the Lord Ruler's possibility. We mentioned Marsh earlier, and now we got Spook. Mm-hmm. And I think I got a different one. This is. Uh, this is the, the uh, so I'll start at the the bands of warning thing because that's the question you asked. I think this is because this just tick this idea just tickled me, just tickled me to no end. I think uh, we've already found the bands of warning. I think that the tip of that spear that that Wayne uh, pulled no, off the he beat me to it. Oh, I knew that was going to be Dax. I knew that that was Dax theory because yep. Dax has been on the lookout the whole book. He's like, I'm, they're going to come across something. I know. Secretly be the bands of mourning. So yes. as soon as he said, he's like, they found that thing. And I was like, ah, I know what he's going to predict. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been, I, I took that to heart when Dax said that. And I've been looking out too. And as soon as Spook, or Spook, wow. As soon as Wayne pulled that, <laughs> that thing off i was like wayne is spook he, oh my god yeah no as soon as wayne pulled that thing off i was like he's a woman or about it even that's the band that's the band of of mourning and then i got to thinking well well if it's the band of mourning if those are the bands of mourning why would it be a spear because the spear story doesn't have to do like the lord ruler and a spear don't don't really have that much to do with each other but then i thought what does a spear have to do with things and the church of the survivor the symbol mm-hmm. is the spear. True. And so my theory is that the sovereign is actually Kelsier. Hmm. And he like ghost Kelsier. Well, I don't know. My assumption is since he's got a spike in his eye that he would have had to like, because we know at the end of, I guess at the end of the book with uh, spook or well, where he's King, we know that Kelsier shows up and talks mm-hmm. to him and they make a spike together. So, or or Spook has a spike made. And oh yeah, so, he, had, he had a spike made and put it in his ears, and then he could see Kelsier. Is what happened? Yeah, right. Okay. So he could yeah. see Kelsier. So I assume Spook wrote this whole big book on hemallergy. My assumption is some way they found a way to bind Kelsier to like the regular realm. Maybe the spike is what does that. I don't know why it has to go through his eye, but whatever. Mm. And it may be as simple as. Uh, not as simple because it sounds like it'd be pretty complex, but maybe his soul is bound to a human body through connection. Mm. I don't like, you know, especially since he, he apparently passed the sovereign passed his knowledge of connection onto these, these peoples in the South. 
so maybe somehow his cognitive soul is being bound to a body by use of the spike or maybe the spike is simply there to give him ferrochemical abilities because we know he, he didn't have those before but maybe that's what the bands are doing i don't know but yeah that's my theory because the spear is very prominent and then the bands are the tip of the spear and again like i said it doesn't make sense to me as a symbol for the lord ruler and all the other things we've said like we saw him move on in secret history to me it makes more sense that it could be kelsier okay because we know he was trying to come back in some way and maybe he's now left and left those behind because he found some other super magic way of doing something or maybe he's gone completely at this point 300 years later but yeah he could he could have gotten bored of uh of being alive uh, yeah moved on yeah so this is and then this is where i'm taking it even a step further further than i've gone already because i as i kept thinking about this i kept thinking of trying to connect different dots here so the next part of my theory is because we talked about how miles hundred lives a lot of his a lot of his rhetoric and stuff was almost kelsier like Mm -hmm. and it's like and it's like uh, basically, you know, nobility, all these people are disgusting. We should get rid of them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What if Kelsier is actually Trell? Mm, oh. And if Kelsier was Trell, maybe he's become a shard. If Trell is a shard. Interesting. A sliver or whatever. Wow. <laughs> these other shards came down. It's like, I want to see what Addy and Laris are doing. And said, like, yeah. he, he finds Harmony. He's like, who the fuck are you? And Harmony's like, oh, watch out behind you. And Kelsey just punches him. It's like, take <laughs> this. Punches yeah. in the face. That, that's Kelsey. Sure sure punch every god is Kelsey's coming through. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a, that's my way out theory. But I but I'm at least gonna say it would it would at least tickle me if the if uh if the tip of the spear was the bands of mourning at the very least that other stuff i you know it could be marsh i feel like that's too on the nose with the one spike thing especially because you know when we saw him he obviously has two spikes again right if it was if it was just after the final empire collapse right. though he had yes. one at the time yeah 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 true but uh but i actually really i i almost hope jamie's is correct because it would just give me more reason to not like spook so <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm i, I you know who knows? But that's See, uh, those are my theories. See, if if I had my my druthers, as it were, I I want Kelsier to have gone off into the Cosmere on a quest to like punch all gods. Sure. That God that puncher. that's that's what I want him to be doing. But who knows? Um, Kelsier, but, you know, God puncher. He, he he tracks down Hoy and says, <laughs> "You're gonna be my boat to the gods." <laughs> <laughs> this is revenge for what was, what was that guy's name? Stanky. Stanky. Yeah. Spanky. Yep. You remember me I from the Well of Ascension? Spanky. Yeah, you remember me from the Well of Ascension, bitch? Punch. <laughs> uh, but no, there's there's some it's, there's some support for uh, I like Joe's idea too, and we got a fourth a fourth possibility for who the sovereign is, and there's some uh, yeah, there is some some good uh, some interesting possibilities there. I like that. I like the whole trial thing. That could be really interesting if he's somehow managed to go even further than uh, than we thought. Sure. Hmm. Kelsier, Kelsier is the man. Yep. And, and the other parts fit too, where he was like, "I was a king and I was a god." That was my. That was, that was actually gonna be my thing. Is like, was he a god? Would he go back and tell him like, "Yeah, I was their god up north," you know? Well, he was a god at some point, and then yeah, he held he held the power. And that's then also true. he yeah. became god to the survivors. Survivors. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, you know, he was the king of thieves or whatever. So while you were talking about uh, the end of what we read before, I had to go back and look to see what happens at the end of Bands of Mourning. Because, yeah, he like, I guess, convinces Spook to make an earring. And then when Spook puts the earring in, he can see uh, him. That's what it was. You meant. Uh, yeah. Oh, you I, meant, sorry. Secret, secret history. history. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Secret history. Yeah. I was like, please don't spoil the end of Bands of Mourning. <laughs> yeah. But no, oh, was it was it just an earring? It wasn't a spike. No, he has a spike made out of an old or an earring made out of an old spike. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I they sound, they sound like a bag of Inquisitor spikes or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, and pickled, so, pickled spikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he and what Kelsier says is he's like because uh, he's like we can do what we, there's all these possibilities stuff that we could do out there and Spook says well why would I care. And Kelsier's like, dude, the Lord Ruler was immortal by combining the powers. You're halfway there, Spook. Aren't you curious what else could be possible? We have a little pile of Inquisitor spikes and nothing to do with them. And then Spook thinks, immortal. And then he goes, okay, but what about you? What do you get out of this, Kelsier? And Kelsier goes, nothing big. Just a little thing. Someone once explained my problem. My string has been cut, the thing that holds me to the physical world. His smile broadened. Well, we're just going to have to find me a new string. Yeah, new body. So the, I think that supports both it. Jamie and Joe's theories because we got Kelsier trying to convince Spook to maybe use some spikes to become immortal. And we've got Kelsier saying he needs a new string. So <laughs> interesting possibilities there. Yep. Immortality. It's a real <laughs> Dragon Balls moment. First yeah. immortality. Then, then the bitches. The bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of cbc abridged they've actually started doing commentary of their episodes now and it's actually pretty it's pretty good okay Hmm. might might look into that yeah it's not on their regular channel i think it's on like team four star bento box or something like that but yeah interesting okay okay dak he he stole your he stole your your big theory but please go ahead sorry dak you should have gone first my bad (laughs) if anything it just it just lends credence the fact that it's like we're probably onto something because like we both saw it straight away and just like Oh, that's got to be it. Just the fact that he like they make a whole big deal of him stealing it, and then the only focus it gets is is they just go, whatever. He's got it now. I'm like, okay, they've like they made a big deal of him stealing it, but then tried to make it really innocuous. And like that's got to be important then. Hmm. So you think it's not actually aluminum or? Well, I mean, if it's the bands and it's got all the metals in it, so it's it's got aluminium through it. So that's probably mm. enough to render it okay. invisible to Steel Sight or whatever the hell it's called. Okay. I don't know if it is called Steel Sight, but I really like that. I'm going to trademark that. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So yeah. So that that was that was my big one, which yeah I've been harping on the whole book. It's like it's got to be something. So there it is. As far as the Sovereign goes, I when I read it, I just, I I immediately went to Marsh just because we got to there's got to be some more context for what he's been doing, and I could totally see him. Like after after he departs, like you know, Ruin's dead, and he's and Harmony's probably let him go. He's just got like, trying to do his thing, and then we don't see him again for three hundred years. There's a long gap in there. We don't know what he was up to. Uh, apparently, he became death at some point, but we don't know when that happened. So in my head, it's like, oh well, he could easily find another civilization, the one that that Rashek just did not give an ounce of a crap about and left them to rot on the other side of the planet. And he could be like the Lord Ruler neglected these people. I will try and guide them. I will give like show them the like you know the arts of Alam- of Alamancy and everything. But then that makes mm. me think, how the hell would he have the power to do that? 
and the more I think about it, and from what the other two have said, like this, like the theory is crumbling, because how would Marsh even get there? We don't, I don't think he has access to the cognitive realm, and he's, and he probably can't walk across the boiling oceans. So, well, I mean, the oceans aren't boiling anymore after he says moves the planet back where it's supposed to go. True. So, uh, yeah. That, the question that wouldn't question, necessarily be a walk. Yeah, true. But yeah, like the more I think about it, the more I think, uh, it's probably, probably not Marsh. And like it could just be me wanting it because like Marsh is one of my favorite characters and I want to do more with him. I want to see more of him. I want to know more of what he's been doing. So that's probably me projecting that onto this situation. The one spike through the eye, like again, it's like a oh well, that's got to be a Marsh reference. But then I'm like, well, if it's got if they knew it, saw him enough to get one spike through the eye, why is the statue not full of spikes? Why is it not very obviously an Inquisitor statue? Surely, if it was Marsh, they would have been a bit more accurate with that. So, there's that. So, it's probably not a statue of Marsh, which means it probably wasn't him. Uh, in which case, I'll have to defer to either of the other two theories on that, because I think both both Jamie and Joe, like, their Kelsier and Spook theories are absolute blinders. I love them both. So, I don't know which I want to be true, but, yeah. The whole lot of ramble for saying, like, I got nothing <laughs> Now you got me picturing, because, I, I mean, you assume that the statue would be pretty accurate because the guy, whoever whoever the sovereign was, he came up here supposedly with his priests and presumably had them build this statue of him. Now I'm just which, imagining, like, either Kelsey or Spook just, like, standing there posing. Which uh, I could 100% see both of them doing. <laughs> yeah. I should also point out, like, part of my thinking on this is on our version of the book, like this, I presume it's this statue that's on the cover. Mm, yeah, and, that would make sense, oh, right? I don't have that cover. What is yeah, that? The so, Aust- is it the Australian cover? or what's the cover UK, UK cover. cover. Yeah. UK. It's got a picture of morning cover. We talked about this, like, when the book started, I think. It's like, there's a statue, and we think that's Wayne at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, that's I don't right. Think, I don't think it can be the exact, because this guy appears to be holding a cane, where and he doesn't have a spike in his eye that I can see. That's true, yeah. It's about, like, yeah, the accuracy of this picture notwithstanding, I've probably been a bit influenced by that picture. Mm. Whether I sh- whether or not I should have been is another matter, but, yeah, and just the fact that the thing that threw me is like, well, this statue has hair. Like, Master <laughs> got no hair. Nope. I don't know that uh, that any of the people that we imagine would be wearing, a, like, a, a suit like this, but maybe maybe they would. Uh, I mean... Yeah, there's no spike at the eye either, though. Yeah. No. I mean, you could make the argument that, like, the cane is a potentially a spear of some sort. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't come down to, like, a spearhead-type point either. Although, I guess this could be after Wayne stole it. Well, that's it. We, we say, oh, that's probably Wayne standing at the bottom because it appears he's holding his, he's holding a cane. But he could be holding the spear and the spearhead in the picture. It could be a very long spear. Uh, hmm. Or another theory about this cover is that th- this actually happens uh, in the the epilogue, maybe. And Wayne That's decides true, yeah. that he should get himself a statue commissioned. And so it's Wayne standing under a statue of Wayne. This guy's also not, neither of them is wearing a hat, though. So now I'm like, oh. I don't think either of them can be Wayne. There's no hat. Yeah, good Wayne point. would definitely have a hat. Yeah, and yeah. if he was going to have a statue made of himself, that statue would have a hat. 100%. Yeah, that is 100% true. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So yeah, we've got we've got an interesting new mystery that I guess just cropped up this week because we'd never heard the sovereign before. We saw the guy on the coin that had a one spike in in his eye, right? But that was I presumably that's supposed to be the same guy, but we so, didn't know anything about who that was. 
So those coins, like those, like those are obviously like we were seeing those long before we knew about the ship and uh, Alec and the people on it and everything. So we're just like, oh, that's kind of weird. We don't know what that's about, but we presume, oh, those coins are all tied to them now that we know that, correct? That's the assumption. Well, one would think. I mean, because we, hmm, we, we got the description of the coin as having the two different metals on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then that makes me think, all right, I know this probably won't get answered in the book. What the hell is Hoyt's stake in this? Because he made a point of showing up specifically to lob a coin at mm-hmm. Wax's head. So, yeah. Ooh. I, but, I, I know we're not going to get an answer to it, but I'm just like, what is he? What's his game here? The coin doesn't seem to be the same as the medallions in that we've never heard it mentioned that the medallions have like a picture of a dude on it with a spike in his eye, right? But true. it seems like they must be related in some way because even just from the statue, like this statue was made by those people from the south of dude with one spike in his eye. And I think the symbols on the coin were the same as these other symbols, too. So, yeah, it does seem like they're related. Maybe maybe the coin is their actual money and the <laughs> medallions are just looked similar. Yeah. As you talk about the like, you know, the picture of this of their king, their god, with one spike through his eye, and my thought immediately goes to just like, man, maybe that's why Marsh has two now because if you found out Kelsia had to have a second, uh, had to have a spike put through his <laughs> eye to tie into the material world or whatever it's called, and Marsh is like, oh fuck no, I'm not looking like him again, and puts the spike back through his other eye. <laughs> I love that. Dude. It's like a brotherly jealousy or something or, or just, a rivalry just out thing. Of spite. It's like, no, I will have my own identity. Damn it. <laughs> While I like that idea, I think the point of putting the other spike back in is to regain all of his powers, because essentially that makes him immortal as well. Oh yeah, I know. I just I just yeah. thought it was funny. Random. Here is from the audio, the graphic audio version of uh, of the Bands of Mourning. Here's a picture, which I assume is supposed to be Alec. Uh, let me find our chat so you guys can see what uh, they they're depicting him like. Okay, we have two emails that I wanted to read this time, so let me. Those up real quick. Terrifying, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I guess the fact that it's just the black eyes straight through, but I guess that's part of their thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. The first one is from Thomas or Tommy TZ in Discord. Hi, Data, Joe, Jamie, and Dak. And then the title is Hi from New Zealand again. I was enjoying the ideas you had about the origins of the names in the set. Most of the crew went with the idea that the names come from cards or poker. My suggestion is that they come from mathematics. Set theory is a branch of mathematics, and a study of number patterns is often called sequences and series. Arrays are another mathematical structure used in a few places and also commonly seen in programming. The only odd one out for me is suit, but I'll let that one slide. What other names do you think might fit? I'd like to see Lady Matrix or Mr. Union. (laughs) Shut up, digit. (laughs) (laughs) You Please integral, you. <laughs> yeah. Gigabyte. Now that'd be a sweet name. <laughs> this is Mr. Integer. We don't we don't talk to him. <laughs> An imaginary Interesting number. Interesting, because they do say that they study maths. Oh, they yeah. Alex maths. said that. Alex said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, okay, sorry. I know Data is going to read the Lost Metal on his own to preserve the format of the show with him being the ringleader. However, I would l- have loved to see a new chapter of the show where all four of you are in the dark together and Data can join in on the theory crafting without Joe remarking that it's all a bit disingenuous since he already knows everything. Mm. Uh, I think uh, we've discussed that at length. No, Data refuses to do that. Well, and I mean, 
let's even if we did do the lost metal right when it came out next month or month after next sorry i still couldn't necessarily theory craft on the same level because i've read all the other stuff in the cosmere so we'd have to get through all of the cosmere yeah. before we'd be at the point where i could make theories without potentially having more information could we um could we do it for a short story or something maybe sometime there i have actually thought of that because uh, i mentioned maybe last time that there's stuff that's currently out only in audiobook that he's done. There's a couple of things, and I haven't read them because I can't do audiobooks. So if they were to come out in, uh, you know, a, a, a readable format, then we could totally do one of those like that. In although I don't think there's anything Cosmere out in that. Uh, so you can't do this theories on the same level if it's not a Cosmere thing. But yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, at some point we might be able to read something where it's my first time. Also, if it's uh, if it's something like that, we'll. We'll have to see. Or, I mean, you know, someday when we've read through everything and something new comes out, then maybe. But that's that's a long way off. <laughs> so he says, thank you for bringing joy every week to my Monday evenings and Tuesday mornings. Also, shout out to Dak and Jamie for being my fellow Anzacs. They hey. bring a style of banter that's very relatable from what I hear at home. <laughs> Classic. You're welcome, man. Your yeah, loyal fan fine. in Aotearoa. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, that's Aurora, uh, that's the like yeah, oh, that's we, the, yeah, we've uh, talked about native that before. Name. We have talked about yeah, that. It's the native name for New Zealand. Because when we went to when my wife and I were in Hawaii and we went to the Polynesian like cultural center, they kept saying that name and I was like, "Wait, on the map that's New Zealand." She's and my wife leans over like, "Yeah, that's what they call it." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our oh, thank you Tommy. Thomas. Our other email is from Brandon. And it says, so glad I found your podcast. Wait, wait, Sanderson? Sanderson? No, no. <laughs> we all went there. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Even I mean, if you just that, say Brandon, yeah, no. I mean, come on. Uh, it says, hey, guys, I just started reading The Final Empire a couple of weeks ago, which that tells you is probably not Brandon, but you, or, that, or Sanderson. But um, and now yeah, I'm you nearly may never done. have read his book before. I don't know. <laughs> I'm nearly done with Well of Ascension. Partly th- partway through the final empire, I found your show, and I must say I thoroughly enjoy reading the chapters and listening to the corresponding podcast throughout my day. It's been great reading along with you guys and hearing how all your thoughts line up with mine. I'm trying to catch up to the book you're reading now. It might take a bit before I hear my email come up on the podcast, if you're even still reading them every week, that is. But that's a f- that's fine. Just wanted to say you guys are all awesome. I'll be riding out the Sanderlanch for a while. Brandon. Yeah. Well, hello from the world of tomorrow. Well, by the time you hear this, it'll be the world of a long time ago, probably. That's true. Okay. Hello, hello from, from the world, world of yesterday. Of yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that. I love people reading the books for the first time and deciding to go along with the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, props to you. It will be difficult to do, but if you've got all of those episodes out, at least you can just get straight into them. So, right. good job. I'll, Brandon, you have to let us know if you follow along with the same reading order that we do, because you got like secret history and a debatable spot. Some people like to leave it till after this book that we're currently reading. So I'll be interested to, because you know, if you if you decide to leave that one for later, then we might spoil it from all our discussion in subsequent episodes. That would be sad. True. Yeah, we bring it up a lot. It's kind of relevant to the things that we yeah. talk about. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good it's a good little uh, little read that secret history. Okay, see, so yeah, other than the ones... Presumably, when he gets okay. to this episode and hears his email, like, he will know one way or the other. Yep, that's why. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, write it, let us know when you get to this point. <laughs> if you stuck it out for 100 and... There's going to be 20 episodes. I think this is our 120th. Wow. But yeah, so our, we have two more, but they're 
for later in the book, so we'll get to those uh, eventually, someday. Someday. But if anyone would like to send us emails, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Patreon and Twitter, all sorts of places. For the next episode of Bands of Mourning, we are reading four chapters, 24, 25, 26, 27. So that'll be, we've only three episodes left in this book, so that'll be a big chunk of what's left. There are 31 chapters and an epilogue in this book. So after these four, that'll leave us with four chapters and an epilogue. Does that mean that it's Sandra Lanch time? Maybe. I guess it is. I mean, it's got to be getting close, right? Yeah. Man, Uh, three more episodes. Seems so close, and yet somehow so far. (laughs) All right. A lot can still happen in three episodes. It's true. Mm. Yeah, lives can change in three episodes. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, okay, uh, let's. We don't have any new patrons, no new reviews, so none of that to go through. Music by Miracle of Sound. Throw that out there. And remember that Joe and I are going to be at the Dragonsteel Minicon in November. So uh, we may have uh, the plan is that we're going to have something. We still haven't decided exactly what that we're going to hand out. We'll have some sort of uh, I'll have to have some sort of identifying way for you to find us and be like, hey, I I know you. Give me stuff. Yeah, You'll know it's me. Maybe I'll, I have lots of ridiculous hats from various trips to Disney World and places. Maybe I'll just wear a crazy hat. Sure, we'll see. sure. You could just get your own shirt made, and it just could just be like, "Ask me about volcanoes." Yeah, that was one of if the you shirt know, designs you know. that we have. Yeah, yeah. Ask, ask me about my volcano theory was like mm-hmm. the very first shirt that I tried to get designed. That yeah, didn't go well. No, it did not. <laughs> I was just picturing you both wearing shirts that say "Sandalanch" on the front and on the back say "Staff." <laughs> Joe, Joe's, Joe's idea stuff. was uh, just fuck spook. <laughs> yeah. That no, 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 no. Hand it out. You know those like no smoking signs, like the red circle with the line diagonally through it. Yeah, like that. It's yeah. a spook, but like with that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in the Discord pointed out because Joe was like, I guess you know, I'll just wear a blindfold to avoid spoilers. Someone was like, if Joe goes to the convention wearing a blindfold, he'll be inadvertently cosplaying a spook. Oh, oh no. no! Never. <laughs> I'll wear two eye patches instead. <laughs> Joe can just go around with his blindfold on, being like, "I know why you're sad." Yeah, <laughs> that's how you'll know it's me. I'll walk up creepily, stand behind you, and say, get thrown out immediately. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So yes, if you're, uh, sad. It's okay. if, if you're gonna be there in November. Uh, keep listening because we will tell you how to find us and we'll have hopefully something to to hand out. Other than that, like I said, four chapters for the next uh, the next episode that we do on this and for people following along like uh, like Brandon was doing. Waited. I'm impressed. That's awesome. I, I love hearing that. That's one of my favorite things. So if you're following along four chapters, I was like, maybe you should email Brandon and say you're going to be at this convention just in case he goes. Yeah, that's true. He won't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like when I get to spots in my, one of my favorite podcasts, and like, hey, we got these really cool hockey jerseys. And I was like, ooh, I want to buy one of those. And then I'm like, wait, this was two years ago. Yeah. And then I go to their website, and they've been sold out for like a year. Or it's like, free giveaway. If you comment on this episode, you could be yeah, in nah. yep. Never works out, yeah. does it? We really appreciate our listeners, our patrons, the people sending in emails. It's all awesome. We love you guys. And buzzing to the time of next. Colo? Cool
steam train running on a reckless rail Speeding right up to the rising gale Shuttle harder cause we're on the uptail London 